are listening to Pub Royalty Queen Podcast, a place to empower women of color in the music business. Welcome to Pub Royalty Queen Podcast. We are here with special guest Damo. Damo is CEO of In The Know Consulting LLC. She's consulting for artist development, PR, branding, visual and audio production, marketing and promotions. She also recently launched her ebook, In The Know, which I love. Actually, one thing I do love about the book was that it's very personable and it sounds like it's coming for a very lived experience. There's no one size fits all to uh, questions about artists and how to level up in their careers, but she knows it all. I've had the privilege of knowing Damo for a year and a half. She uh, just exudes big boss energy, so I had to have her on the show. So without further ado, let's get into it. Um, All right. Thank you so much for being on the show. I know your experience is going to inspire so many women that are aspiring to being in the music industry. So first, tell us about your journey through the music industry and what roles led you to become a studio manager at Empire? So I like to say that all of my roles landed me this position, which is weird, um, but it's just the understanding the journey of life. I first got my start as a radio personality and working at a, a news station. So I used to intern for a news station called ABC Channel 11 when I was in college. I was about my junior year of college. Just because when I was in high school, I used to be a part of uh, this organization that was called our TV broadcasting organization, where we used to put on our school news but on tv all throughout the the school or whatnot so we used to have to literally shoot it write the scripts for it and all of that um so i got a lot of background into tv broadcasting and production in high school so when i was in college um, I just kind of wanted to get my hands back into the entertainment industry a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I started interning at a TV station. Unfortunately, with it being a news station and me being such a bubbly personality, uh, it just didn't work out for me. It just was Flat. very bad all the time. <laughs> very Got depressing. Uh, and I just couldn't deal. So midway through my internship, I also met a guy that I'm very, very close to to this day. His name is Tommy Harris. He's actually one of the cameramans for KTVU in L.A. now. Um, But when he first started at the TV station that I was at, uh, he had just moved from like Baton Rouge, Louisiana. He was still kind of like he had his start, but he he was able to be more of like a mentor into the game of the film game more for me. And once that internship kind of fizzled out, I went straight into radio. I'm like, this is what I want to do with music. I got a voice, like people want to hear it. And at that time I was um, also hosting like concerts and different events on my college campus. So a lot of people had already been very familiar with my voice. So just hearing my voice on radio, just kind of just solidified it. I thought, (laughs) I thought once I graduated that I was going to be able to like land me a job immediately on the radio. But of course, things does not work like that. Right, right. And I was like, well, I'm not about to stop. Like I got still stuff to do. So just so happens one of my mentors while I was in college also introduced me to this guy named Chris Cornish, who worked at Mm -hmm. um, Sony Music under RCA and uh, By Storm Entertainment. So uh, I graduated in May of 2012. Went to New York in June, 
um, just because my mom's birthday is in June and we're from New York. So we went to New York to go celebrate my mom's hey, birthday. East Coast. I didn't know that you were from New York. Yeah, I'm an East Coast girl. <laughs> so we go to New York to go celebrate my mom's birthday. And I was like, you know what? This is a perfect time. If I could set up a meeting with him, you know, to like see if I can get my foot in the door, I'm going to do that. Of course, mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. meets with me. And the day he meets with me, he goes to the bathroom for like five seconds. And I just reorganizes his whole like drawers, <laughs> his desk, everything. That's what she's called taking initiative. Exactly. I did all of that. And literally he comes back into the office and he's like, so you're coming back tomorrow, right? I'm like, hell yeah, I'm coming back tomorrow. You're not about to stop me. And literally Chris to this day, he'll tell you he has not been able to get rid of me since that day. <laughs> That's amazing. I love Chris. I work with him um, at Empire pretty closely too. He's an amazing guy. So yes. He, he likes to take a chance on people that, you know, are really just trying to move forward. So for me, yeah. I was just grateful for the opportunity that he was willing to, you know, give me because I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, mm-hmm. He taught me so many new things um, because at the time he was doing music licensing and publishing. Mm-hmm. Um, we were just breaking J. Cole as an artist and Miguel as an artist. So it was like so much going on. And he was letting me really just like be me and learn and mm-hmm. grow um, mm-hmm. and be supportive at the same time. So I really, really, I, I, people to this day, I tell everybody, like, I love that man. He can do no wrong in my eyes. <laughs> like, no, it's great to I, hear I that. You know, sometimes, you know, I've also had some male mentors coming up and you would think that they would withhold information or withhold opportunities, but some of them actually really do have genuine hearts and do want to see us succeed too and lift us up. So big up to to Chris for uh, providing Dama with one of her first opportunities in the industry. For sure. Like, I, I love Chris. And just because I see so much, like, he'll tell you, like, he used to say all the time, I see so much of myself in you. It's like, you got this hustle, this drive, this persistence that you're just not about to stop. So it's like, yeah. I'm not going to stand in your way. I'm going to help you get where you need to get to because you're clearly not, you're going to do it with or without me. So right, why not right. be a helping hand? So I, I'm grateful to him for that. So that kind of like kicked off my, my career into the music industry. Unfortunately, uh, around the time when I was living in the York um my mom kind of got sick we were still living in North Carolina so Mm -hmm. when she got sick I'm like well I gotta drop everything and I gotta go home um it was a time where I was like really really sad because I'm like I'm doing what I want to do like this Mm -hmm. is what I set out to do like you know my Mm -hmm. entire life I'm sitting here pushing for my dreams and I'm finally like this close to it yeah and I gotta go back to country North Carolina Oh man. I mean, Uh, what is the journey without a couple setbacks, right? Exactly. But I am grateful for those setbacks because if it wasn't for me going back to North Carolina and still trying to stay in the know uh, with what was going on in the industry, uh, I would have never started my blog. And starting my blog is how Mm -hmm. I was able to continue my career and actually be able to blossom even more. So. Once I started my blog, I started doing artist interviews. Um, I started going to more events like South by Southwest and A3Cs and BET weekends. Yes. Um, and I just kept doing it, kept hustling, met more people. Karen Civil was one of the most vital parts of my career. She's been very, very helpful to me. She's also someone who kind of like seen herself inside me and wanted to assist me at any, at every step of my career. Um, it didn't matter what it was. Wow. Um, 
So I'm very grateful to her as well because I wouldn't have been on BT's blue carpet the year you know we were honoring Nipsey Hussle if it wasn't for her. Um, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't have had my interview with YG in 2014 if it wasn't for her. Wow, I wouldn't have been wow. able to go to like different panels at A3C and things like that that she helped plug me into. So I'm grateful most definitely grateful to her as well because you know in this industry we do talk about how you know women do not support women and are not there right. for each other and to know that someone who did not know me from a can of paint just kind of seeing my hustle and my growth and seeing what I was doing wanted to support me I'm yes. grateful to her for that as well Ow. <laughs> no, I hear that no you're absolutely right that is a common misconception about the industry is that we're taught to compete against one another when there's plenty of room for everyone. And even more so, we need to work together because we are so few and far between. Hopefully, I'm seeing the trend kind of uh, move in another direction now, which is great to see. But uh, to your point, yeah, it's good that we uplift each other as well. Yeah, for sure. Like she, uh, grateful, for sure, grateful. And grateful because that opportunity allowed me to get where I am today. So I'm at BET weekend, you know, having a good old time, doing my thing. Um, I go to a party, uh, RIP Young Dolph. It was a Young Dolph and Karen mm. Civil party. RIP Young um, Dolph. At this party, I see Gazi. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, I'm ball. really just going to go say hi, you know, because I'm intoxicated a little bit. We having a good time. Like BT weekend for me was always the weekend where I could actually see all of my peers, you know, that yes. I've been grinding all year with type of thing. So for me, BT weekend is always fun. So, you know, we're at this party. I'm thinking like it's wind down time. Like I didn't already been on the carpet all day and all of that. Like uh-huh. we about to just hang out. So I'm thinking I'm only going to go say hi to him. And then all of a sudden he goes, I've been looking for you. And I'm like, oh, you've been looking for me. <laughs> you talking about the girl that moved to San Francisco 18 months ago to come and work for you. You looking wow. for me? Look at God. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So he's like, yes, I got a studio. I need you to run it. I don't know if you even know how to run studios, but I think you can do it. I was like, enough said. He has that kind of energy about him. Like he can see the potential in people. That's what I really love about his uh, leadership. Shout out to Gazi. He's he's one of the goats of the industry and really killing it right now too. Yeah, and honestly, once he said that, it was, here I am now, I'm studio manager. Yes, what does being a studio manager entail? Like, give me the uh, day-to-day of your job. (laughs) Oh my gosh, okay, so uh, currently, uh, I'm looking for a new studio manager so I can take on my new position of A&R coordinator. So So when I'm talking, thank you. <laughs> so like when I'm doing interviews and I'm trying to explain it, like it's really, really difficult to explain because my day is not typical ever. Like every yeah. day is something new. Um, shoot, even this morning, I thought I was gonna be doing this interview from my house. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and things got changed because we're in the midst of doing construction right now. So I had to be here, right. you know, things like that. Like, so my day is never the same, but in a synopsis, I guess. You can say anything that has to deal with the inside and or outside of this building, I am responsible for. So scheduling, um, if that's the hiring, if that's um, making sure that vendors and contractors are doing their job and they're paid, Mm -hmm. understanding, you know, 
what kind of budgets we got and managing those budgets and uh, the expenses wow. of the building, literally anything and everything. Wow. Like, <laughs> but all like all the operations that goes into it. I'm sure a lot of the booking and things of that nature as well. Exactly. How does it feel to be, you know, women in, in the male dominated industry, especially recording studio space? Because that is, that can be intimidating, I'm sure. For sure. For me, I just know that I, I was put in this position for a reason. You know, I knew that I have good leadership qualities. I know that I can stay on my ground and I'm not like easily intimidated. And I also know what I'm talking about once I am um, educated. So in this position, the only thing I really had to like get more information on was like equipment and things like that. Uh, with my radio background, I had some audio production type of knowledge. So it wasn't too difficult. It was just understanding like the different wordings and understanding certain equipment. Right that would be needed as opposed to with audio production I use maybe Adobe Audition and a microphone and I'm good to go here you know you got Logic you got Pro Tools you got all these different you right. know, systems and things like that so for me it just wasn't really hard like I, I'm always around guys I've always been that guy kind of girl like I'm a girl's girl too. Like I love hanging out with girls. Mm -hmm. I love doing my thing with girls, but I also know that guys kind of like <laughs> are magnated to me a little oh, bit, <laughs> but not a good one. <laughs> girl, we got the same problem. <laughs> but like guys in general, like they, they want to, they, they know that I'm going to be real with them. So they like the energy. Time, yeah. So most it's of the time guys are yeah. like, attracted to me anyway as far as like wanting to be my friend and want to talk to me and you know things like yeah. that so being in a position where I'm around guys all the time it, it wasn't too much of a challenge to be honest it was just like mm -hmm. understand that yeah they might try you but right, right. hold your ground <laughs> you have to be strong you know and, and like you said just to have the confidence you know what you're talking about you know what you're doing um, and I think that's kind of the challenge being surrounded by men, men all the time, especially egocentric men, but you're also in a space where it requires you to be a little bit hospitable, right? Because exactly. you're making sure that people have what they need. Um, so I'm sure there's a, a little bit of more of a balance that needs to be had there too, like, uh, especially as a woman there. Yeah, because I have those times where people think that I'm their mama. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um literally getting into this position so prior to me taking on this position just when I had first moved to San Francisco I was working at a boys and girls club under oh, wow. a woman and my supervisor was this like really strong woman and I used mm -hmm. to think all the time that people really had bad misconceptions about her because of the fact that she was a woman in power she had to be a certain type of way be very assertive you know no holes back you know you know, on her, on her tees at all times. So right. I used to listen to people call her all types of names and things like that. And I'm like, she's just doing her job. You guys oh, don't God. really kind of understand the type of pressure that she's under and things like that. Right. So actually I had the opportunity where her and I, and one of my like assistant managers or something, we formed like a small book club. And one mm -hmm. of the books that she gave to me was the little black book of success. I and love that book. Exactly. Yes. I, me personally, I felt like that book assisted me into this role because of the fact yes. that like that I have to be hospitable at times. So, you know, people, yes. my artists, they know that, oh, if I come to Damo, she can do it for me. And it's gotten to a point where I had to let it be known, like, 
yes, I can't do this for you, but I'm not your mom. Right, you know? right. I, I, I have to give you some type of delegation here. You have to be able to kind of, you know, respect on my name. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so I'm grateful to her for that book because it, it really most definitely helped me to understand and navigate my way into this position and not to yes. be, you know, just looked at as the Mamie or, you know, things right. like that. Well, I mean, shout out to the uh, little black book of success. I have the work, uh, the workbook. um, And I can also attest that that is a very uh, valuable resource to have um, as a woman in any industry, um, just to level up in in your confidence, your skill set and be able to talk to different types of people. So, yeah. And not get caught up in those stereotypes, you know, right, where, exactly. again, where people know, oh, I can just lean on her and I can just right. let the black fall on her and, oh, you know, we don't want to listen to her, uh, her point of view or whatever and being assertive enough to understand, like, you need to put your foot down and things yeah. like that. So I, I will say that that book is very, especially for women that are, one, black women are always looked at as like the angry black woman and things like that that book helps you to be able to put yourself in a position where you're assertive you're a boss but you're not looked at like other (laughs) or incapable or you're just doing your job you know what I mean (laughs) exactly I love every every once in a while when I catch myself kind of falling into what they call the mama isms in the book Mm -hmm. I most definitely go back and like go read it, kind of get myself together, get my mindset together so that I know how to push forward uh, through the next mm-hmm. day. That's amazing. I love that. So what was your mama, I made it moment, you know, that that time you realized that you were headed in the right direction? And um, what do you have to attribute to reaching that point in your in your career? Mm. So far? Okay, so I used to think my mama I made it moment was when I landed my first radio job. <laughs> my mom bought me a cake and everything. Oh, <laughs> shout out to mom. I know, my mom <laughs> bought me a cake and everything because it took me three years to land that job, three years after graduating. So it was Aww. like, oh it was my a God. moment to celebrate for sure. Exactly. Like I have been pushing, I have been interviewing like everywhere, all across this country. I had interviews in different markets. Okay. Wow. San Francisco, New York, Atlanta, like you name it. I've interviewed Baltimore. I've, <laughs> I've interviewed in so many markets. It's insane. So that's dope. Yeah. So when I finally landed it, I thought that was my mama. I made a moment until you become a radio personality and you learn that that position is more famous than rich. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Because I was still living at home, (laughs) couldn't mm, afford to really do too much, Uh, mm. literally could only pay my bill, which was just my car and car insurance at the time. The struggle is real. The struggle was real. When I thought it was mama, I made it. It wasn't. Um, I will say for me personally, the mama, I made it moment was this past Mother's Day. Aww. This past <laughs> Mother's Day, my mom came to San Francisco. I was able to surprise her and buy her uh, her first Louis bag. Um, Aww, that's so sweet. <laughs> take her out to dinner, things like that. Like really showcase to my mom, like the hard work, her hard work and her sacrifices were able to get me to this point where I I pay my own bills. You know, I live and sustain on my own now to the point where I can now do for you how you've been doing for me for all of these years. So for me, that was my mama. I made a moment was that I can give back to my mom, the one person who's she sacrificed so much, much for me that like, 
yeah, like once I could do that, that's that was my mama made it moment. Now, my next mama made it moment is when I could buy her a house. When I could buy her a house, then I really made it. <laughs> I hear that. That's also uh, on the trajectory for me to, uh, I want to be able to, you know, pay it back. You know what I mean? Because your parents, they do sacrifice a lot for you. And there's so many different things that we take for granted as we're coming up, you know, just the ability sometimes to go back home and get yourself back on your feet, you know? Um, being able to lean on them for emotional support. There's so many things that our families do that we kind of forget about along the way. But yes, once you do make it to that point where you can um, show them your appreciation, show them, you know, that you made them proud, you know, that's, that's a fulfilling thing right there. It feels really good. We we were at dinner and my mom like is (laughs) in tears telling me Um, how proud she is of me, you know, and I'm just like, this is what I do. This is why I hustle so hard for like this is why yes. I made your life a living hell when you used to tell me to go get a real job and I'm telling you that these real jobs is not Aww. for me <laughs> that is so sweet I love that I love that uh, we need more of that too like look big up our parents you know give them show them give them their flowers you know what I mean because it is a lot that they have to put up with along this journey especially in this industry you have for to be sure. here everywhere you know sometimes at the drop of the hat so you got to take a you know somebody we talking about someone that again when I was working in the radio like I still couldn't pay all my bills when I moved to New York to work under Chris like I didn't have any a job and Mm -hmm. at the time unfortunately my mom had just lost her job like but she still sending me enough money to make sure that I had a a a subway pass for the month type of thing yes and it ain't cheap exactly (laughs) for the month we talk about a metro car for the month when you nobody has a job you know i'm knowing okay nobody has a job and we still have enough money to be able to not only still Mm -hmm, keep mm -hmm, my car mm -hmm. no pay car insurance pay and give me a metro car for the month like and send me a little money like the struggle was and you gotta look fly when you walk in the office you know what i mean Oh my God. Okay. So I always tell people that was one of the most trying times ever. Okay. I am a person that keeps her hair done, her nails done, lashes done. And that New York living, I couldn't, I couldn't afford to do any of it. Like I was literally my own nails, you know, doing my own hair every day in the summertime when you had a wrap. So you'll sit there and not unwrap your hair until you get off the subway. Like you were in good company. Trust me. Trust me. (laughs) The struggle it's, it's, was real, okay? It was. But that's how so, how you know you was hungry for it. You know what I mean? All of that stuff was part of part of the journey. You know, it's part of the the story. And to be honestly, one of the the blessed ones to be able to go through that and then come out still doing what you really love to do. You know, so. Sure. When you got a mindset that you're not gonna let go and be very persistent about the things that you want, like I'm sure. The, and my mom says it all the time. The main reason why she was so supportive was because I was so headstrong about the things that I wanted to yes. do. I knew yes. what I wanted to do. I wasn't going to let no one like deter me or, you know, change my mind about the things that I wanted to do. So it was like, that shows that you're focused. You're going to do it yes. by any means necessary. Bars. Bars. <laughs> Dropping gems on them. You know, little small things. Like if you really <laughs> want it, do it. Go do it. It don't matter. Yes. Do it. Honestly, um, that's a great piece of advice, but what other kind of advice would you give to inspire other young women in the music industry, you know, coming up in this 
this uh, business? I would just say, know what you're talking about, know who you're talking to. It's really just literally how I created my brand being in the know. Like you Mm -hmm. really want to make sure that you know what you're talking about. It's been a lot of the times where in this industry, they're not going to want to listen to you anyway. Right. So, if, so it's like if they're not going to listen to you, you need to make sure that the things that you say are worth talking about. You know, it's actually yes. worth being into the room and, you know, just bringing your all because unfortunately we are, you know, you got to work twice as hard in this. So it's like, True. you got to do it. And only I only say that because of the fact that the people that came before you went through it, you know what I'm yes. saying? They pushed through it. They they had their hard days. They had those diminishing days. They had those days where they had to second guess, you know, themselves mm-hmm. or was second guessed by others. Like they've already been through it. They know what they're talking mm-hmm. about because of the things that they've been through. So if mm-hmm. you think that you're going to come in and you don't know what the hell you're talking about, that's not going to work. Like, Facts. And it's Say not it going to work for the people in the back. <laughs> like it's just not gonna work if you think you're just gonna be a pretty face or something like that due to social media or you got a following or something like that like keep that high and keep that over in the influencer world because in this right you gotta work you yes. gotta work for what you want in the spot that you want like the footwork it matters grinding. you know that whole ten thousand hours situation is real like, mm-hmm. you, like you don't really even start to reap in the benefits of the things that you've been putting your work into until you've done the time like you have to yes and no then shortcuts. it becomes way more worth it you know having put in the effort having put in the footwork having done all the you know if you needed to go to school for it which I know a lot of us don't actually need to go go to formal education but if you do that's also a lot of you know hours you're putting into just learning the craft you know networking being being in the rooms, trying to get into the room it's really a hustle you got to grind and it it makes it worth it the payoff is so much worth it in the, in the end having done the work because now you're able to navigate now you're able to know how to speak to people now you know how to carry yourself you know so Yes, I, I completely agree with everything that you just said. It's it's, it's a real struggle for sure. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's, but it, it takes the time so that you know how to move forward. It's been plenty of times I've had conversations with people and they'd be like, how do you know who that person is? I took the time out to learn. That's yes. how I know who this person yes. is. If you, you can't be a part of an industry and you don't even know who are like key people in them or right. the and shakers inside them, like, how are you trying to be a part of an industry and you know nothing like that right. makes no sense. Right. Or have, have the curiosity enough to ask, you know what I mean? Google <laughs> is your best friend. Like it can be your best friend. And that's the thing that be blowing me. It's like, it's in this day and age, you do not have the excuse that you don't know. Because right. anything you don't know, you can go figure it the fuck out. Excuse it's my language. Fact. But for sure, you can go figure it out. So it's like, I don't like the excuse of, I don't know, because that's not an excuse. Exactly, exactly. Great advice. If, if there was anything that you would have done differently, you know, a misstep because of mismanagement or, you know, a missed opportunity, uh, what would that, that have been? And what would you have done differently? I pride myself on having no regrets. So the crazy thing hey. is, it's nothing that I would change. I mean, I used to say all the time, like, 
I would have never left New York. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I do. I say that all the time. But the crazy thing is, like, right before I took the internship in New York, I had been offered an internship with CNN. Um, and I was really excited about that internship, uh, because my idea was that I was going to start work for Turner Broadcasting and I was going to be on uh-huh. TV, you know, that was my mindset, but I had the, they told me if I took the internship, I would have to take a semester off and I would have to graduate from instead of May in December. And I didn't want to do that. So, mm-hmm. um, one of my regrets used to be like, well, why did I not take that internship? But if I took that internship, I would have never got the Sony internship. So it's like, yeah. and this is where I was supposed to be. I used to say, oh, you know, if I never left New York, you know, I could be further in my career, which I do agree. You know, if I mm-hmm. stayed in New York and never went back to North Carolina to start my blog, you know, I would have mm-hmm. been literally just straight into the industry. I would have been in the industry long before now. I'd probably be somebody head of a or something like that. But mm-hmm. that wasn't my journey. You know, mm-hmm. my journey was that I had to go home and start my blog mm-hmm. and you know, start interviewing and put myself out there and things like that. So no regrets, like no regrets. I understand that completely. I think that's where that fire sister energy comes from because at the end of the day, there's no losses, just lessons, you know? Just lessons. We're going to move forward regardless. We're not going to let anything hold us back or hold us down. You know, you have a dream and you believe in in yourself, you're going to make it work no matter what. So No matter what. Okay. No, I completely understand that concept. No regrets. No regrets. It's all a part of the journey. Like, yes, it's all a part yes. of the journey. And in the words of Nipsey, it's a marathon. <laughs> Indeed. So we did already talk about some common misconceptions about women in the industry. You're saying about when they, you know, enter the studio, sometimes they might think that you play a different kind of role. You're not necessarily the boss there. Or even when you're sitting at the, you know, have a seat at the table, you may not be competent enough when you are actually the person that everyone's asking the questions to. Um, (laughs) But how can, you know, what ways do you feel like the music business can actually make it easier for us as executives and as women of color in particular? To me, it's us doing our part to keep bringing us up. Mm. and understanding like I think right now people are actually learning that shift like having a woman on your team is the smartest thing that you can actually do you know she's going to be the hardest worker on your team she's going to be the most detail oriented on your team like and she's going to most definitely have your back so I'm starting to see like that shift like everybody's talking about like gonna yeah is black (laughs) Uh, is a black woman his uh his uh his manager is a black woman same thing with babyface ray like his manager is a woman of color you know his attorney is a woman of color like these things are very very important and i'm starting to see that trend where the future has always been female but it's like it's starting to get there now it's more of us that are in these executive roles and we're making sure that we do we, we are seeing the women that are coming behind us and the hardest working ones are the ones that we're most definitely pulling up with us. So yeah. that's why it's very important to the ones that are coming behind us to know like you need to most definitely put that work in because there's going to be somebody watching. Someone and those is people always that's watching, watching. They're looking for somebody to really add to their team and someone who's going to be a benefit to that team at that. So noticing that 
I feel like that's that's the shift that we got going on right now. Yeah, I'm loving it. I am me too, girl. <laughs> this, why I started the podcast is because not not just because I'm noticing that we're taking up a lot more room in these spaces, which is a blessing to see, but also because coming up, you know, I've been in the industry for about ten years now, and me coming up, I didn't have anyone to ask these questions to. I didn't have anyone to tell me, well, when you go in that room, make sure you're assertive, but not aggressive, or t- show me what to dress like when I walk into the room, like, you know, how to stand my ground and all the things that we already spoke about. So I'm hoping that this is a resource and a tool for other girls coming up in, in the industry to see, yeah, you, first of all, you can make it doing whatever it is that you want to do in this industry. Don't let nobody tell you any different. Um, you just got to hold your ground and you got to know what you're talking about. Exactly. Uh, so um, finally, I just want to ask, what can we expect from Damo in the future? What projects excite you at the moment? Shoot, right now, just building the brand. That That's what my main kind of focus is right now is just building my brand and establishing myself as more of a powerhouse in this mm. industry, really showcasing the things that I can bring to the table because it's like right now, I know that it is seen, but I don't know that it, if it's really being heard. <laughs> mm. um, so putting myself in a position where I'm seen and heard and respected is, mm-hmm. is very important to me right now. So right now it's just like building a brand and just establishing myself more. And, mm. and look, we're going to see what happens next. <laughs> well, I have faith that, I mean, you will be a powerhouse because you've already gone through so much. You've already experienced a lot of your journey coming up in the industry. Now you're using those tools and your character just shines bright, girl. Like I told you before, I was proud of you. I didn't even know you like that. You know what I mean? (laughs) But the thing was, I saw, I saw all of the things that, you know, cultivated you to have this amazing character. And I'm just like, man, that's really inspiring. So I, I know that you're, you're bound to do amazing things. So where can people find you if they want to connect with you? Um, you could always, always one-stop shop uh, to see like past interviews, book consultations, all of that is all on my website, inodomo.com, I-K-N-O-D-O-M-O.com. And if you just want to kind of look at pictures of me, <laughs> then you can go on my Instagram, <laughs> uh, which is at inodomo, I-K-N-O-D-O-M-O. You can catch me on my uh, radio show that I do with All In Radio on Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific time. That's also, I go live on Instagram, but we also go live um, in HD on allinradio.com. And then, yeah, my website, my website got everything. If you want to have my bio, it's on my website. You want to watch interviews, it's on my website. You want to see what kind of services I offer. All of that's on my website. Uh, Reach Mm -hmm. out at any time and we can get you together. My book, you can purchase my book. If you didn't know, The Independent Artist Guide to Being in the Know is on my website as well. Just click ebook and it'll tell you everything. Amazing. Yes, I'm so proud of you. And thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thank you. Remember, stay positive, inspired, and true to yourself. Go out there Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time on Pub Royalty Queen Podcast.